What you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Welcome to another episode of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am one of the eights in the 88, and I'm, as always, I am joined by... Renata. The other eight, and it makes us 88. Oh, yeah. That was kind of cheap, but I don't know. I was trying to... <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We're back. We're, you know, we were... We had an awesome episode last week. We had the, the parents episode. We got a lot of great feedback from that, and excitement from the parents and they're excited to be back on so we'll be having them on soon where we would uh in uh not interview um review a certain movie one of their favorite movies you know but today we have a very special episode we're back to our routine i mean it's not a special episode it's just our normal episode but we're back to our routine our normalness where we're gonna focus on a certain movie but before all of that excuse me before all of that Actually, I don't have any. Do you have any shout-outs? I don't have any shout-outs. Um, it, I would have to... You know what? There is... Um, there's just a couple people. Actually, you know, all of Instagram, I just want to, like, give one big shout-out to. Because I I've totally can't figure out the names for individual ones. But pretty much everyone who's been following us and keeping up to the pictures. And, like, you know, liking... You know, just, just commenting back on us. Uh, on the pictures, thank you so much, and so does Sanch. So um, you've been nothing but awesome, and a lot of thanks, and a special shout out to my parents again for just being on the show last week. I love you, mom and dad, and it was a great and awesome episode. We actually got a lot of feedback. Um, they're friends, actually. Yeah. About the episode. Um, the one thing is uh, adding to your shout out to all the people who are freaking downloading the show you know like uh, we we're seeing the numbers and they're pretty high downloads for the first few episodes so those of you right now who are currently listening to our voices we thank you so the shout out goes out to you so grazie thank you yeah (laughs) we didn't we didn't really get to do the theme song so we'll fit the song in now boom fans so yeah and I know your parents, like, they got some comments saying, like, ooh, you know, so it seemed like your parents had a good time. And they're funny people. I mean, what you audience don't know is that <laughs> after we were done recording, we spent another, like, two hours talking through Skype, like, for the longest time. So it was fun times, you know. Uh, it was good people. Yeah. Well, the sad part is they're so far away, you know. Um, but it, it, it was it was cool peeps. It was a good time. It was a... Uh, had laugh. I, I really love like. I mean, it, it's typical, you know. It, it's but I I can't help but say like it's so cool. Like especially your dad and your mom. Like the way they talk, you know, having that Italian. Like it's just so cool. Like like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, man, your dad just sounds like a mobster. And I know I'm stereotyping hugely, you know. I know that, you know. 
because it's like, oh, an Italian, what, he's a gangster all of a sudden, you know, he's a mob, but it's just, that's all I, I don't know any Italians in my life, the only Italians I've ever met were ones in the movies, you know, I mean, I'm in Southern California, so I really don't, I mean, I know it's very diverse, but I haven't met any Italians, you know, so the only Italian I know is Renaud's over here, and then she got her parents who... You know, freaking, they just have, it, it, it was a good show. So that's all I, I got to say. And we'll have them on soon. We'll be reviewing, uh, reviewing some movies and stuff. So, yeah, it was good times. Actually, I think the only Mexican friend that I have is you. <laughs> so, like, so it kind of works both ways. It kind of makes us both feel important. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's a new experience for, you know, both people. Yeah, and I've been trying to tell uh, Renata over here that I'm off. You want to get some real good, authentic Mexican food? Go to Taco Bell. Best ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And if you want to get some awesome Italian food, please go to the Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get cracking right here. You know, one thing that happened over the weekend that many of you – I mean, based on when you're listening to, if you're listening to this when this episode drops on Friday, the, what, 7th or something? Yeah, the 7th, you know that the big game happened over the weekend, the big Super Bowl match of all the foosball, but we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about a specific thing that happened during the commercials. Renata, take it away. Okay, so it was pretty funny. Since we have this podcast, all of a sudden, there's a Radio Shack commercial. And these two guys, and one of them picks up the phone and, you know, says, "Uh, Hi, welcome to Radio Shack. And he's like, it's all silent. And he says, okay, bye. Hangs up the phone. And it's like that dramatic effect. And he's like, who is that? It's the 80s. They want their store back. All of a sudden, boom, the doors open, and it's all these 80s characters and celebrities from the time, and it's actually them. It's not people playing them, and it's it's the actual people. Like, there was Kid and Play, there was Jason and Chucky, and, um, oh my god, there was, there was so many people. There was Alf. Um, Slimer came out. Yeah, Team Wolf was there. I wonder if that was really Michael J. Fox since they had all the real actors. You think well, I mean, I didn't see any. There, all I saw was Alf in the car. Yeah, but did you see, like, the wolf, Teen Wolf? Oh, wait. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that was the one thing. When I saw, you know, Teen Wolf, like, I mean, we should be probably be calling him by his actual actor name. I mean, the, the <laughs> character name, but I can't think of it. I could just think of him as Teen Wolf. But anyways, yeah, you look at him, he looks like Michael J., like, I was like, holy hell, is that him? <laughs> I wonder if a lot of people were thinking that, too. Because everyone, like, you know, everybody was there. All the same characters and, and voices and everything like that. Like, hey, I mean, it could have been. But, like, you know, that's the, the question that I've been wanting to ask. I was like, was that really him? Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, like, because you had, like, the... I mean, even though I don't... I mean, uh, she could have, like, looked... They could have did prosthetics or something but like Mary Lou Retton she was like the Olympic champion like the you know from the 80s like she was in that she was the Olymp you know but she looks old of her age so that was kind of odd you know because like for instance you saw D Snyder you know Twisted Sister the lead singer and he looked the same he did in the 80s you know um <laughs> you know that's why so there's like Teen Wolf um there was also Cliff 
from Cheers, you know, John Ratzenberger. He's yes, the, yes. The lucky star of Pixar. You know, yeah, and Kid and Play. See, that was another one because it was hard to see a kid, but Play looked like Play. Like, it actually looked like him. I was like, oh, what the hell? Hulk Hogan, that was obviously him. You know, he looked just well, like the Hulk. Really quick, you know Kid is the one with the, um... With the hair. The, the hair, yeah. I was just making sure because that one was really him. It looked exactly like him. With a little bit of wrinkles on the side. Yeah, and, and that's why, like, I know with Play, it looked just like Play. So I was like, damn... Um, you had Ponch, you know, from Chips, Eric Estrada. You had Ponch there. You also had Sergeant Slaughter, you know, the wrestler from WWF. Now, for those, you know, currently WWE, but guess what? There was a time when it was <laughs> called WWF, when I watched it back in the 80s, when wrestling, where I believed was real. <laughs> it was still WWF when I was younger. Maybe, like, I thought what I was... So I was six, seven, eight years old watching it. it I was a big wrestling fan. I mean, the late nineties, the very late nineties or early two thousands is when it became WWE. Also, too, that well, it, it wasn't them, but they were just dressed up as the characters. There was also Devo, the the rock, you know, Devo, the band or whatever, you know, like they were there. But it, obviously, it wasn't them. But there was just guys dressed up as Devo. I wish, I wish it would have been Mark Mothersburg, you know, being there, but. You know, they probably, like, he's not all skinny like the way he was, so maybe that's why. You also had another one. I guarantee you, you didn't, you probably wouldn't know this one, Renata, because um, this one is kind of like, it's it's 80s, but a little bit obscure, but more cult, and it's sl- uh, Slim Goodbody. It's a guy who used to have a show, I remember seeing it on PBS when I was a kid, and he has a tight, like, uh, costume, like, like, you know, the body costumes, but it's, it's, it's actually like, you could see his intestines, his organs, and all this and that, and he was like, he was a, a health educator, and that was one guy, I saw him, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know that guy, no one else caught that, like, they were like, huh, I was the only one that knew that, so, did he come in in the beginning, when he's in the there, door? he's in there a few times, he pops up, um, he, like, that's why, if you look him up, Slim Goodbody, like, you maybe you'll be like, oh, yeah. But I know for you fans, maybe you know who I'm talking about. Also, too, come on, the California Raisins, they were there. Dude. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> um, Bubo, the little owl from Clash of the Titans. When I saw that, again, I was the only one who knew. <gasps> oh, yeah, ah! You know, I freaked out. <laughs> and then there's also Alf, like, hey, everybody, I don't know, what does he say? What is Alf, what's his catchphrase? I like cats. <laughs> right? What does he? What does Alf say? I don't know. His catchphrase. Alf just has a lot of words. Like I don't think he just he just say a lot. Yeah, he oh, just yeah. he just talks like that. Oh, hey, I like cats, and I don't know. <laughs> there is also a uh, Cubert came out for a little bit. Now Chucky. Now that was awesome because what I liked about Chucky is I I forget the actor's name, but the guy who voiced Chucky, it was like his actual um. It sounded like his actual laugh. I think his, uh, is, uh, Brad Dorf. There you go. Right? Oh, okay. I was actually going to look it up really quick. Yeah, I already, yeah. I already got it. Brad Dorf. Um, he plays, you know, Charles Lee Ray, Chucky. He, uh, it, it, it was his laugh. And just a really quick tidbit, because this is 80s related. 1989's Batman. Obviously, we all know who the Joker was. Jack Nicholson, right? Um, it was one of those things, like, before Heath Ledger, you always saw that performance, the Joker, oh, Jack Nicholson, wow, you know, it was, like, over the top, but just so great, so on and so forth, but that wasn't Tim Burton's choice, Tim Burton's actual choice to play, uh, the Joker was Brad Dorf, 
and I, he had seen him in uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and um, he wanted him, but uh, freaking, guess what? Warner Brothers was like, no, we need some star power. And they ended up going with, you know, Jack Nicholson. But just well, imagine if he would have played the Joker. I think he would have been great. I, I mean, I think he would have been great, too. I think he has that really just um, evil but funny vibe. Like, like just his character alone in Chucky just had, like, that type of, you know, way. Yeah. Like, that craziness, you know, that laugh. Yeah. There was a- yeah, imagine, imagine that laugh. You, If that envision, just listen to Chucky's laugh. But look at an image of the Joker, like just any card from the comics, because you can't, because if you look at an animated series Joker or the Joker of Jack Nicholson, you're going to hear them. Just look at a comic book picture of the Joker and listen to Chucky's laugh, like go on YouTube, listen to laugh. That that could have been the Joker, you know, that could have been the laugh. It it's could. Just, it's crazy. Like sometimes there's these opportunities where, not opportunities, where there's these moments in movies where that person was supposed to be that person and that person, you know, but then either they declined it or something happened or they couldn't do it. You know, it's crazy. Let's see. Let's go. Uh, okay. The DeLorean. I was upset because everyone kept saying like, oh, it's the door. You're back to the future. But I'm like, technically, no. Why? Because it wasn't the back to the future car. It was just a DeLorean. That was it. It wasn't it had all the stuff on top of it. So you really couldn't see if it was the actual DeLorean or not. I mean, I mean, it is the DeLorean, but not the I mean, Back like to the, the one future. from the Back to the Future, yeah. I mean. I mean, I, I could easily tell. It wasn't. I mean, yeah, the DeLoreans were famous from the 80s. That's fine. But you can't make it, like, with, um, you know, uh, connect it with Back to the Future in the sense. Because it wasn't souped up like the Back to the Future card. And then the final thing that you could say is the song, Loverboy, Working for the Weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. When I first heard like the cowbell, I was like, oh my god! I was, <laughs> I was like freaking out. I was like, this is. But anyway, finishing off the commercial, they just didn't come in and just partied it up. They stole everything out of the Radio Shack. That was, I mean, it was all 80s stuff. It was old TVs. It was radios, probably Walkmans. It was, it was unbelievable. Like, they just, like, Jason just took a television, like, grabbed it and started walking out with his friggin', like, I forget what the name of that. Is it a machete? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a machete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's killing it was cool. a machete. And then, like... It's it just like it's amazing. It's just like it was an awesome <laughs> commercial. I think it was probably the best commercial, like you just said. It was. The best. I, honestly, it was this this year. The commercials were really really weak. A lot of car commercials, but that was the highlight of it all. And you get what they meant by that commercial, right? You understand what they were doing with it, right? I mean, I don't know. You know what? I can't really ask you that because I don't even know if you've ever been to a Radio Shack. But I've been to Radio Shack a couple times. Okay. Well, if you go in there, it feels old. It feels 80s. Like, seriously. You walk into a Radio Shack, it's still the same way it was when I, I went in there back in the 80s. So, they're just trying to, like, modernize and make it, you know, and that was the point of the commercial. They're like, hey, I'm, uh, the, you know. The, the well, Radio Shack is an old name. Radio Shack's been there since, like, for, like the 80s. Yeah, so, I mean, now you have, like, AT&T, and you have, like, like all these other, like, electronic stores, you know, Verizon, like, it, it, or well, Apple. Well, it's not just a phone store. I mean, I know that Radio Shack was, was your best buy of the day. That's really what Radio Shack is. 
Radio Shack was like, you know, you're, and it's, it's crazy because a lot of these stores are gone. Like there was the good guys, um, freaking Circuit City, like all these stores are gone except for Best Buy, but yet Radio Shack still stuck around and they're, they're, they're a phone, you know, company, but Radio Shack just looked old. And that's what the point of the commercial was to be like, you know, Hey, the eighties called, they, you know, they want other stuff back. So, and then, Oh, not to mention Slimer comes out at the end. From Ghostbusters. Yeah. If you if you check, like, I mean, if you see the actual um, video on YouTube, there's, like, all these link videos. And it's Radio Shack commercials, but with certain characters. Mm. Like, one is with Elf, specifically. One one's with Jason. And I think, I forget what the other one is with. Um, Scoozy. I, for, I forget who the other one, but there's three commercials that link to the main commercial. And it's like they're trying to show them a product. Yeah. And, like, uh, what was it? Like, with Jason, like, it was, a, it was, I think it was a phone. And, like, he's just sitting there. <laughs> and he's breathing the whole time. It's like this awkward, like, conversation. And I think, or, like, I think it was, I think it was a phone, if not. And then at the end, it was, like, you know, um... He texts him, like Jason texts the guy, and or like, like, or something with his address. Like he'll know he knows his his address now, and then he walks out. Like he's like, should I go home? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> is he gonna kill? But it was um, it was it was pretty clever of them to do that. Yeah, so, it, it was. A, it, so look it up, people. Seriously, look it up. If you haven't seen it, I mean, if you're an eight, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've already seen this commercial because. It's seriously a love letter to an 80s fan. Like, there's no other way to put it but that. It's a love letter to the 80s fans. And that's why. We've talked about it in previous episodes, especially, I think, the last episode where I say, no matter what, we could be in... Right now, we're in the the 20 teens, in a sense, you know? We could be in the the 2020s going up and the 2030... People are still going to love the 80s, man. And that's the thing. Like, this commercial was the hit. 80s commercial, this is going back, what, freaking 30 years? And yet people still know the 80s. So, yeah. So, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So, check out that commercial. All right. Now, we, as always, every episode, we always talk about fashion. And I realized last last time I played the wrong song. I didn't even catch it until I was editing the show. I was like, oh, crap. I played the wrong song. I'm like, I, I should played- not have to say anything because I thought he knew what he was doing. Like, I was like, oh, Sanch got this under control. He probably knows what song it is. Or like, and then I listened to it and I'm like, he probably wanted to try something new. Yeah, I'm all, like, all the what? power to him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so alright. So ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Renata's Fashion beat of the 80s. They die Alright, well, the one thing I'm just so, like, obsessed with right now is scrunchies. Oh my god. Scrunchies. <laughs> I am obsessed. Like, I mean, they were, I mean, they were big in the 90s, but they started in the 80s. Like, the high ponytails. Like, pretty much, that was the ponytail's crown. It was that big, puffy, colorful scrunchie. And it showed how vibrant you were. And it just gave an extra, just, flair to your hair. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, when I was younger, I used to always, like, 
the, you know how there used to be the rubber band, like, you know, like the regular hair tie for your yeah. hair. And then my mom's like, Renata, don't forget your scrunchie. Mom, I don't want the scrunchie. Come on, I want to go. And then she'd be like, Renata, you're so lazy. And it would be, it would be like orange or it would be brown or like pink. Like, I mean, I wasn't like, I wasn't neon. Like, you know, my mother wasn't going down that route with me. <laughs> my mother did my hair every day. <laughs> so, until I was like 13. And... And then I started exploring and doing things with my hair. Oh. And that's why your hair looked good back when, because your mother did it. Now it looks like crap. It does look like crap. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, my hair my hair is just down now. I mean, but if I want to style it, I know what to do, you know. And, and I think my mother just gave me that little push, that little, be independent, Renata, go mess with your hair. But trust me, my 13 and 14-year-old even 15-year-old hair wasn't good at all. Like, I was still practicing. Yeah. But anyway, back to the scrunchies. <laughs> <laughs> even though the scrunchies were good for the hair, yeah. they were also a very stylish bracelet. Yeah, Girls wear, true. like, about two to three scrunchies on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I like them, I think. And, and, and they're starting, you know, Urban Outfitters and... Yeah. Uh, they're they're bringing the scrunchie back like unbelievably, and the even the clips that look like the scrunchies. Like, do you remember in Weird Science, the girl Debbie, like the the, the girl that um, Gary liked, the blonde. Well, her hair, even though it was up on a side, um, yeah, ponytail, it was a pink clip. So even those are coming back now. So everything that's like you know the the clips that deal with high hair and the scrunchies, you know, it's it, it's it's even uh, like you know considered bracelets now. So it, it, like. Say if you don't feel like putting the scrunchie in your hair, you can just put it on your wrist and, hey, it's in. It's cute. It's whatever. And also, another fashion thing is friendship bracelets are coming back. Really? Friendship, friendship bracelets. I'm not even kidding you. Like, you could see it in, like, those AC more, like, those craft stores. Like, you can make your own, you know, friendship bracelets. And, you know, That's little teens true. are, like, starting to, you know, mess around with them. Like, the crafts are starting to come back. Like, everything that kids did when they were younger, like, they handcrafted things and they made things special. That's all kind of that's all kind of coming back, too. I'm so happy about that, that you're saying that. Because, seriously, like, I, you know, it's like, I feel kids aren't as creative like that. Like, creatively artistic. Now, kids can be creative in other ways, but what I mean today... I, I I don't feel like little kids are creative like that, you know, and that's cool that they're doing crafts. So I'm shocked, but that's awesome. So I like that, you know. Um, they're ma- well, actually, I was gonna make a reference, but it's a more of a '90s reference. So never mind. I was gonna say buddy bands, but never mind. Go on, <laughs> go on. But um, yeah, like, like exactly, like kids are starting to be more creative and and doing things. Excuse me, doing things to past time like you know like god forbid if like the video games weren't you know working that day like because i know a lot of girls are getting into a lot of video games too so that's a good thing i mean we need girls to get into that whole like you know game world um I, i'm just a big gamer myself but um i just i feel like a lot of girls are just ignorant to that and i feel like that there's just whole i think there are you know what no i mean based on instagram on my other show that i have the brothers bear podcast I look, and there's a lot of girl gamers, like, seriously. And they don't look like typical girl gamers, like you would picture some, like, nerdy hardcore. They look normal, and they're gamers. And I'm looking at their clips of them playing, like, Call of Duty. I was like, what the hell? Like, do these people <laughs> kick ass? So, it's cool. But, you know, what? hey, it's all about classic gaming. You know, the 8-bit, 16-bit, you know, more 8-bit, because that's 80s for us. But, you know, I love, I don't know, 
<laughs> Sorry. No, no, you're you're totally right. Like, I mean, even though this is not fashion, but it relates to what's coming back and what's becoming popular again. The old Nintendo systems, the ones that you had to blow in them and then you had to stick them in the machine. Yeah. Everyone's buying them on eBay or Amazon. They're trying to find them like crazy and they want to play them again. I know, I know young 30 year olds, late 20 year olds that like, you know, are dying to get their games back. They're, 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 you know, they're old Nintendo systems playing Mario, playing, you know, legends of Zelda, like, um, Simpsons. Um, Oh my God. I remember playing them. Like I like, cause Say my, Mario they, they, again. what? Say Mario again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Say Mario. Ah, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I love, you know, because Mario's supposed to be an Italian plumber, and I always say Mario, and you're saying it the proper way. Like, that's so freaking cool. You're Mario. (laughs) What about, say Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Mario. You know, did you, you know what, as an Italian, as an Italian person, you know, a person, as an Italian, actually, I would like to ask your dad. What do you guys think of the voice of Mario? Where he's like, hey, it's me, I'm Mario. Oh, what? Oh, yippee. We, we actually mock it. Like, we're like, oh, Mario. Oh, Luigi. Oh. oh. <laughs> I always... It sounds like, what is it? Like, the count from, like, <laughs> yeah. Sesame Street. It's like, one, two pizzas. Oh. <laughs> you, you know what? You're right. Because it does sound like that. Because it's, hey, it's a me, a Mario. Oh. Hey, so what's the going on? Ah, Luigi. <laughs> hey, Yoshi. No, you so not like it. Come on. That's, a, that's the way, you know. And that guy's famous, man. That guy is making bank for doing that stupid voice. Like, seriously. I know. <clears throat> but, you know, going back to video games, I just want Because this is my realm. You know, obviously, Renata wasn't born at that time, you know. But she still acquired the Nintendo line. But I remember as a kid when the Nintendo came out, man, that was just... I, I believe the first time, uh, it may have been 88, um, yeah, yeah, 88, because that's when we first moved to, uh, you know, where where where, I, I, where my parents live, actually, and I got the Nintendo Power Pad system, so it came with this pad. Alright, for those of you who really don't know what the Power Pad is, it was Dance Dance Revolution, like that, you know, it was a pad, <laughs> and there was a game called Track and Field, so you would step on the buttons and you would run. And oh, it was so great. And and you're right how you're talking about blowing into the system. Here's the thing. Here's a really cool. I always I always make this reference, and it's so true. With I don't care who you were. Everybody knows this Biff's car. What happens in part two with Biff's car when he goes to the shop? And what does the guy, the shop owner, tell Biff about his car? What is what is the thing about his car? <laughs> um. Like, when he goes and the shop owner tells him something about the car that he couldn't do, and what does Biff tell him? Because he said, I couldn't turn on the car. Um, like, is it, I, was there, sh- I, All right, I, you know what, I just threw this at you, and now you're, people are probably be like, what's wrong with you, Renata? You should know this. I don't know. I, I <laughs> okay. just, I didn't watch too a lot. <laughs> all right, all right, look. It's because two sucks. <laughs> um, 
when he goes, the, the, the shop owner tells him, I couldn't turn on your car. And he's like, no one could turn on the car but me. Oh, I sounded like a freaking John Travolta right there. But he tells him, like. Mario, too. Yeah. He's like, no one could turn the car but me. And then what happens with old Biff? He's like, get in the car. And he turns on. He's like, hey, how'd you do that? You remember he tells him like yeah. and, and he's like nobody could do that but me you know and um he's like get in the car all right that's how it was with nintendos like everybody had their own way of nintendo like y- you would go over your like, friend's house we're talking about like what was wrong with the car <laughs> like that's what i thought you were talking about like that scene but no no, he, no 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 it was what he said oh you know one can start this car but me like i know that part yeah like, he's trying to save yourself get out of here no it's the truth. And then he's like, he's like, no. And then he drives into the thing, and he's like, "This car cost me six hundred bucks." Would you shut up about the car? <laughs> <laughs> he's all having his head's hanging out the car, like, "Hey, old man!" <laughs> oh man, it's great. He's like, he's like, keep, keep this safe. Keep, keep, put it in the safe. Wait, no, you don't got a safe. Yeah, just keep it with. He's like, "Hey, what get a safe." <laughs> and then you put, yeah, he's like, "Get a safe," and he puts it in his back pocket. He's like, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" You know. <laughs> All right, enough for Back to the Future. This isn't Back to the Future. Trying to talk about Nintendo. The one thing about the Nintendos was that, like my Nintendo, no one could get it to work but me. My friends would come over and they're like, "Oh, let's play whatever." Like you know, any game I could think of. Like hell, I'm just gonna Legend of Zelda because I'm looking at my freaking arm. I couldn't think of anything else. You know, or Ducktales because I had Ducktales, or even Back to the Future. Whatever games I had, Bionic Commando, something at the you know bump and jump. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, put it in. And then they couldn't. It was like, get out of the way. And I knew it. Everybody, your Nintendo was your best car. Because everybody, I would go over a friend's house. I'm like, ah, dude, I can't get it to work. He's like, move, get out of the way. They'd do their, they'd have their secret blow, you know. And then they would like either slam it or something. And they all figured it out. See, that's the one cool thing about Nintendos, man. You could slam it. You don't put a piece of paper to hold it all weird. Your Nintendo would work. You got PlayStation or Xbox. Whatever, dude. You know, you, you couldn't... You know, game messes up. It's, it's dead, you know? But Nintendo, you smack that thing, blow into it, and it starts working. I don't know. It's just... Funny it's, it, that. Huh? It's, it's funny you said that because my cut... Okay. My... There was my grandparents' house, and everyone and my family met on Sundays because that, like, before it was my, like a for Italians, there's this thing called Sunday dinner, and we and the whole family goes together, and they have you know your spaghetti, your meatballs, your sausage, you like you know it's a you know you have all that Italian food, but it it let it before my grandparents passed away, um, we. Like, like, okay, like, we were over their house, and I mean, I was, like, about three, four years old. So, my two older cousins, they were probably, like, let's see, 15 at the time, or maybe, like, yeah, 15, 14 years old. Yeah. And they had their Nintendo system. So, they're like, Renata, come here. And I'm, like, and my hair, like, I, I had... My hair was never on a ponytail when I was, like, three or four. So, I had, like, long... Like, I looked like Cousin It. Like, I had long red hair, and it was just, like, all over my face. And... It says, okay, we're going to teach you how this works. So when you play it, you'll know how to do it. So there was like, a th- there was this thing. You tap it twice, you blow on it, you put it in. And like, and that's what made it work. And yeah. like, you know, it's funny you said that. It was, it was two taps of blow, you put it in. Yeah, mine was the suck and blow under the shirt. So you put it under your shirt and then you went, <sighs> and then you went back and 
like almost like you're eating a corn on the cob or whatever, and then you <laughs> took it out, put it in, and boom, it worked. That was my trick for my games, my system. Everyone had one, so that's why I know you're listening right now. It, it, like, I, I, I seriously, if you're listening right now and you have our Instagram page or even our Facebook page, you know. Go and tell me what was your way of starting your system. You know, like how how you got your games to work. Everybody had a cool little technique. And if you watch the episode last night of the Goldbergs, they had a cool reference to that. They were going to play a video game and they blew into it and then put it in the system. It's like it, it was what Nintendo was famous for when it came to this. And yet you would get your games to work. That's what was awesome. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So... Let's get into uh, my quick segment. Um, we're going to be talking about a movie right now. But before anything, we I always talk about the number one song when this movie was released. So the movie that we're going to be talking about today is called License to Drive. License to Drive, before I get into it, I just want to say was released on July 6, 1988. So what do I do? I always go back and I want to know, hey, what was the number one song when the movie was released? So, the number one song at that time when the movie was released was Dirty Diana by Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. Oh, I should have probably picked that. There you go. Come on, who doesn't like Michael Jackson? I think everyone in the mother loves Michael Jackson. <laughs> no one acted So yeah, so it's off of the album Bad. Oh, great album. As you can say, it's bad. <laughs> you know, the good bad. The bad from like back in the day when you'd be like, dude, that's bad. You know, uh, it was great. I mean, come on. It had so many great songs. You know, Another Part of Me, Man in the Mirror, you know, uh, Smooth Criminal, you know, Leave Me Alone. But my number one favorite song from that album was Speed Demon. And that because it has a great bass line. And mm-hmm. if you, you know, yeah. you know what? When, actually, a future episode, we're going to do Moon, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. We're going to talk about, have you ever seen Michael Jackson's Moonwalker? The movie? No. No? Oh, my gosh. All right, cool. We're going to do a future episode because that's going to be your homework soon. So, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. The hour at hand is upon us. I have a date tonight, so I don't have a car, but I figure, you know what? I'm going to borrow my dad, my grandfather's car. You know, what's the worst that can happen, right? As they say. <laughs> but seriously, though, we're going to pick, you know, the 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 two Corys in the teen adventure movie, License to Drive. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I don't know what that was. All right, License to Drive. Movie was released, you know, July 6, 1988. It was, uh, it was one of the, the, the... I, I honestly think it's my second favorite of the Corey's movie. My number one has to be still Lost Boys, but this movie uh, it was a it, it was a great watch when I watched it. Then Renata had mentioned it. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen it in a long time. I decided to watch it, and I watched it, and I was like, man, I'm like, it, it is a good movie. I mean, but I know Renata has love for this movie, and she actually mentioned that her mother, um, aside from Trading Places. This is her favorite movie. But Renata, she didn't have to go watch this movie. Why? Because she loves it. Now, Renata, you start us off. Tell us about License to Drive. 
Okay, well, License to Drive honestly has to be one of the best 80s teenage adventure films. I mean, like, I mean, just think about it. Like, going out with a beautiful, like, guys here, going out with a beautiful, the most popular girl in your class. She wants to go out on a weekend, and you don't have your license. So what do you do? You, you, you take a car that you're not supposed to take out, and you go on this epic adventure with your friends. She gets drunk. She passes out <laughs> in the back of the car. You stick her in the trunk, and you wait for something bad, and all these crazy things happen. But honestly, my favorite line in that movie is where he talks to the camera, and he says, An innocent girl. A simple drive. What's the worst that could happen? The... That right there proves, like, you know when people say, oh, things can't get any worse, and usually things become more worse? Well, that was the start of pretty much, I think, that saying. And, you know, it was, it's just, it's it's an amazing film. It's it's funny. Like, even the people that they picked for the parents, the parents, I think, are just hysterical. Yeah. Uh, It was uh, Richard Mazar, right? No, Masor. Ah, Christ. Um, you, 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 for people, you, you know the movie. He was in The Thing, you know, he was in, what, uh, what movies can I say? Oh, he was in My Girl, he played the, he was in Encino Man. I mean, come on, people. Uh, you you know, Risky Business. So, I, I, you know, you know who we're talking about. I, I I thought he was great. He he played, especially when he got mad in the, in the garage. That was the best part, when he wanted <laughs> to kill him. I thought that was awesome. To me, I, I love that part. I um, love that part. He says, Les, you, your TV, your stereo, gone. Yeah. Uh, your college education, uh, that that skateboard, that's all gone. <laughs> <laughs> your allowance, your bedroom, gone. Everything gone. <laughs> and he's chasing him around the garage as the car is destroyed. And then Carol Kane, uh, who plays the mom, Miss Anderson, she's all laying there going into freaking labor and she's like all <laughs> screaming. You know. I'm in labor! Yeah. I mean, come on. Honestly, one of my favorite performances, we're going to be doing this, uh, this, this actually movie pretty soon, but it's from The Princess Bride, you know, I loved her, he's like, liar! <laughs> but I'll get into that later, um, you know, I, I, I she, she's great. Also, too, come on, during, I mean, this is going to be a while. She played, you know, the, what, um, the Ghost of Christmas Present, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, but anyways, yeah, it, it's a great movie, but continue going. Um... Yeah, like, the parents were awesome. And then, of course, you got the two best buddies. You got, um, um, well, I know there was Les, who was, you know, Corey Haim. Mm -hmm. And then Corey Feldman's character was, um, uh, I forget what his name was. You know, and I've seen that movie so many times that, like, I don't know... I forget that they're characters, but the one kid, I, I he just was there, and I, he was not even, like, a popular kid. Like, was he in a lot of movies? Like, the one with the glasses. Oh, okay, because um, it's from the Friends, right? Yeah. The two, a, the two friends. Yeah. I, I know I had something here. Uh... Oh, yeah, uh, I think his, um, the, the one with the glasses, I think that's who it was. He... He, it, what's funny was that that character, I think it's Michael Manser, uh, I, I, I butchered names, but he played Charles. I think that's it. Was this character's name Charles? Yeah. And what was, what okay. was, uh, what was cool about that was that he plays Charles, uh, 
And that was his first role, but he ended up playing Wyatt in the Weird Science TV show. So there you go, a little bit of cool and awesomeness. Even though the the show came out in the 90s, it's just a little cool thing that this was his first starring role, and then he ended up going to play uh, freaking Wyatt in Weird Science. Oh my god, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What was uh, Corey Feldman's character's name? Corey Feldman. Oh yeah. Uh, Corey Feldman was Dean. Dean! Oh my god, Dean. He, um, and the good part about Dean being a friend was is that he was a mechanic. He, when there came the time when it was like near the end of the night, he bumped out all the the dents in the caddy, the grandfather's caddy. And like, you know, and he's like, okay, Les, I fixed it. And then there's certain parts where the chasing goes on and, you know, there's the drunk and he, they swap cars and... Like the card pretty much just gets wrecked, and and then Dean every five seconds like I can fix that. Yeah. I don't think I can fix that. Don't <laughs> <laughs> worry, cool. That's dude. I can fix it. And there was uh, there was just so many good moments, but like I mean, I don't want to hog the spotlight for this. So Sanch, if you want to talk about the movie, go right ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I will because very first we had. I mean, I totally forgot to do this at the beginning, but. For those of you who don't know the movie, I mean, this is what we're trying to do for you to either, one, just share the love with us, or two, as um, an introduction to a film that we want you to be like, hey, you got to check out this movie, you know? And the the, 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 the main plot, you, you want to understand what the hell are we talking about? Like, what's this plot? Well, the plot revolves around, you know, the main character, Les Anderson, played by Corey Haim, is a typical kid. You know, has a twin sister who's that overachiever in which I know she's supposed to be, he's supposed to be 16 in the movie, but the sister looks really cute. I was like, if I were in high school, I would have dated her. <laughs> but, um, they, they, he, he was trying to get his license. Well, what happens? He, he, he goes, has his test, ha, ha, you know, gets his license and ultimately ends up failing the test. Sister passed it. But w- w- what happened was during that time frame, you know, he's all embarrassed about his mom and all that. Ends up meeting this hot girl at a party. And it's that typical where she's there with some boyfriend, kind of pissed off, and says, Oh, I'm going to go out with the uh, first guy she looks at this, you know, and she looks at Haim. And he's like, Yeah, I'm going to go out with this guy, you know, and basically trying to make the boyfriend jealous. Well, after he's, you know, he, he failed his test, he ends up getting grounded. Uh, this girl calls him up and says, you know what, hey, uh, I want you to take me out. I'm kind of lonely. And he's like, opportunity. There's that famous scene that you're talking about, your favorite scene, where he looks at, you know, he breaks that third wall, looks directly at the audience and says, hey, what could possibly go wrong? He ends up stealing the grandfather's car because he borrowed his dad's car, takes the car, picks her up, and then they go on the night in the town everything shenanigans and all end up going crazy all through los angeles and all this you know just stuff that you gotta watch because it's it's really cool and at the very end a bunch of you know nonsense happened where he comes back home father sees the car that's where we (laughs) talked about where he's in the garage yelling at him mom is pregnant gotta take him but the mom doesn't want to you know and he he shows his opportunity to be a driver but I don't want to fully give it away. You got to watch the movie because one of the end scenes. But the things I took, I was watching the movie. I uh, I, I took some notes. Like what, what was that? What was awesome was in the very beginning he's daydreaming, has some stupid daydream about him driving a car while they're showing the video. But when he's asleep and when he gets woken up, the teacher goes up to him and goes, "Mr. Anderson." I was like, "What?" 
a reference to the Matrix, even though Matrix was way after. But I was like, what was like, you know, the 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 those freaking the the whatever there are the brothers or brother and sister now were they watching License to Drive and be like, Mr. Anderson, I like that, you know. Um, but there's one scene that's freaking bugged the hell out of me. It's so stupid. Like I get in the movie what they were doing, but it's just dumb. You know when when he's first there and then freaking Corey Corey Haim, you know one of the Frog Brothers shows up and he says like I'm not Corey Haim, Corey Feldman shows up and he's like you know with his bike and he's like oh one of these days man I'm gonna get her or whatever and and the the weird boyfriend comes in the car he's standing in the street right a little bit on the street off of where the school is and he speeds off in the car and he has to jump out of the way or he would get run over guy doesn't even slow down like are you serious the guy like the boyfriend in the red car like could have killed him like if i i'm uh, just imagine if he didn't move or he wasn't paying attention he would have killed him like or he would have just ran him over like i'm a uh, cory should have just stayed right there he's like f this and go on go ahead i got the right away i'm a pedestrian let him hit him i don't know i thought it was stupid like that's one thing you know i mean it, it, it was just weird. Another thing, too, that was so cool that reminded me about that. It, 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 you know, I'm going just throughout the whole movie. When he's like, come here, I'll give you a ride. He's like, sit on the handlebars. He's like, dude, I got my test. I don't want to die before I take my driver's test. He's like, don't worry, I'll control it. And he sits on the handlebars. That is one of the things that, you know, I don't know if most kids would ever get to experience that now. Because it's like your father said, not a lot of people want bikes anymore. They'd rather get something else. But that was one thing. when you, If you didn't have a bike... Or, 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 or your friend didn't have a bike, you would say, get on the handlebars and you would ride them. And they have that scene that I'm watching that and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I remember when doing that when I was a kid. I'm like, get on the handlebars. Come on, we're going to go to such and such's house. And <laughs> it was just, it was cool. Like, I, I mean, I know it, being in the city, I don't know if you got to experience that. I'm out here uh, in the yeah. suburbs. But we, we, we wouldn't do the handlebars though. <laughs> there was things that people used to put on the in the middle of their back tire. Yeah. Oh, okay. The pegs. Yeah. Pegs and people used and used to be on the shoulders and that and then we used to uh, ride through the city like that and I I actually did that two times when my parents went. <laughs> right. Mom, on. Dad, I'm sorry. I'm, no, I was not supposed to, and I almost got got in a car accident. Not a car. Oh my god! I don't want to say this to freak them out. It wasn't a car accident. <laughs> I just felt the bike. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. You're like, oh, I gotta correct me. I saw your face. I wish your parents could have seen that face because you realized, oh no, 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 I'm not a me car accident. I meant bike because you didn't want to freak them out because they listen. <laughs> yeah. uh, hi, Mister and Miss Renata. <laughs> I know it's kind of cavalier, but I like saying Mr. and Miss Renata. <laughs> um, another thing, too, was like, okay, you know when he's at the house and, and he's going go to the, go to the, uh, the party. And, yeah. you know, the Frog Brother, uh, you know, Corey Feldman is honking the horn. And they're eating dinner. He's like, no, sit there. Honking, honking the horn, right? He's honking, <laughs> honking nonstop. He's like, come on, go, you know, eh, eh, eh. And he's sitting there all, you know, nonchalant, eating away, and the parents are, the dad is getting crazy. At one point, the dad says, all right, you could go. And then he stops honking the, the horn. Get out! Yeah. How did he know to stop honking the horn, though? Because he was outside, right? He stopped honking the horn the moment the father yelled. I'm on, unless we're supposed to believe that he heard him from outside, but he was able to, like, stop the, the car. I, I mean, the, the horn. I, I don't know. Um, also too is, um, oh wait, I think I froze for a bit. Am I freezing? Mm -hmm. All right. Also too, um, 
<laughs> one of the scenes is when when Mr. Anderson goes to get his license. Um, you know, a, a sad day right here. Mr. Uncle Phil himself was the driving inspector. You know, <laughs> sadly, we recently just lost him. I think like two weeks ago he passed away. And another thing, uh, he actually played Shredder in uh, in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. He he voiced him. You know, that's true. He did. Um, I, I really like that show. It's horrible. Now, I I don't get his methods of testing. That's the one thing I noticed um, in the movie. He says, he's like, look, I like my coffee. And I enjoy my coffee. I, I don't know if those are the lines, but he's like, he's like. Yeah, you know, he's like, you see the cup of coffee? Yeah, I love my cup of coffee. Nothing makes me happier than my cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, so he puts it there. He's like, if I, if one drop, he's like, it's, you're, 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 you failed. But it's like, that's where like the movie kicks in. Cause in real life, if that were me, I would have been like, I would have went in the office and be like, his way of testing is a cup of coffee. He would have gotten, <laughs> gotten fired, dude. Uncle Phil would have been gone. Do you realize that the, the rim of the cup of coffee, like if you just like hit the brake or like just, it, it would just spill automatically. Like, yeah. It, it, over exaggerated, but it wouldn't be a movie. It wouldn't make. Yeah, it, it wouldn't I, make- I get that. You know, to have the fun, the comedy, but it's so stupid. Like, there's no way in hell any teacher would be like, I don't. You see this? No, this book. Or, I mean, the notepad. Boom, throws it out the window. He's like, I don't need this in my cup of coffee. You know, no, and it's you, just like you, no. You know, my awkward moments were like, see, when you would cut to the to the to less, and then you would cut to. um Natalie, the sister. Yeah. Um, Natalie, like when her instructor came in, <laughs> oh. he was like, "Hi!" Like he he eyed her down and like just said hi in like a really weird tone. Like he liked her. Like and he could tell he was older than her. Like this was a sick. No, this was a seventeen-year-old girl. No, sixteen and- because he's sixteen in the movie, so she's underage. She's a twin. Wait, so she had two sets of twins? No, no, she... no, no, no. They're they're twins. Oh, they are. Yeah, they're, that's why the brother and sister—they're twins in the movie. Oh, okay, so because she's I know the mother. Yeah, but the mother at the end of the movie has twins again. Oh yeah, she does have twins. Damn. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes it's it's like um, it's they had a little brother. Yeah, because it usually happens like that. You have twins, you have another child that's, and then you could have twins again. So, but I mean. You're right, dude. This guy was like a huge petter ass. Like, he gets in the car like, how you doing? What's up, girl? You know, like, he's a 16-year-old girl and you're all hitting up on her. Get out of here. Like, what the hell? And it's just like, it's funny because it's just like, what is it with all these old men and like wanting to hang, like looking like at the younger? It's just like last time we talked about Doc Brown and Marty McFly. We don't know what was going on there, you know? <laughs> it's like, damn. <laughs> you know? <coughs> it was... Uh, it was funny though. I mean, like, and like there was another part that was like uh, that was like kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Was like um, oh, I forget. I just lost my train of thought, you know, because I was so fixated, like on that. But um, <laughs> well, one thing I want to bring up when he when he you know passes because he doesn't spill the coffee. Um, his, his, when he smiles in the picture, I'm like, I always wanted to do that. I'm like, but they, they're like, kind of like, no, you can just stand there. Like, they won't let you do a stupid smile like that. And I like when he gets his picture, like, er, 
since I was a kid to the to the day I got, I always wanted to do that. I always wanted to <laughs> smile just like the way he did. But you know, they they won't let you. When it came to that time, I was like, hey, you know, and they're like, no, just stand there. Don't. Do-. I was like, oh man. <laughs> so <laughs> I never got to do that smile. And he got his license right away. Do they do that in the DMV? Like they print out your license right away? Because when yeah. I went recently, they're like, all right, you'll get it in a, in two weeks. Oh, well, they give you a temporary. Well, yeah, but it's it doesn't look like that. It's just a paper that has a signature. Oh, but it we, does... don't, we don't get papers. We get plastic now. But is that what you're saying? No, yeah. I mean, I got a, a paper temporary, but it doesn't show my picture on it. It doesn't anything. It's just a... Oh, we, we actually have a temporary plastic that it okay. looks just like us. Okay, like... so so then, okay, that is true then. Because like, I wasn't sure if that... I didn't know if that was like, oh my, they don't do that in real life, but I guess it's in the movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, here's the other um, stupid, no, there's two stupid moments. One is in the beginning where the father, uh, like, like she, um, Les is talking to Mercedes, the popular girl, mm. and the father comes by and he's like, Les, Les, and he has all those baby diapers in the back mm. of the car, and he says, Dad, you can't be in here. What's wrong? I mean, if you're if your father's letting you drive the car, it still looks like you're still you know just dri- like my dad said that like you know if I had to drive my father someplace, I really wouldn't care if I had to drive my father someplace and if I had to drop this girl off, like it wouldn't be such a big deal, yeah. you know. And and then it, and then if like and the other stupid part is when they're at Archie's when they're at that little um, <laughs> burger joint. <clears throat> Oh my god, I I screech every time. Tell me if you feel this way. Like when Charles drops the straw from when they first first get the food, mm-hmm. and then he opens up the door really hard, and the, he hits the other car. Like yeah. he hits like that's so stupid. Like who just open? Like first of all, if you see a car next to you, you easily open the door. You're like oh. Like, you know, you, you forcibly open up the door like that, and, like, you hit somebody else with that. I'm like, oh, how stupid can you be? <laughs> well, worse about that food place is, like, it's so 80s right there. Like, so movie 80s. They show up, and everybody's all dancing and hanging out. I'm like, what is this, Footloose? Like, that's what it looked like. <laughs> that scene in Footloose where everyone's dancing, and, you know, here comes a Trinity killer and turns off the radio and's like, your mother wanted me to give you this money. You know, it's just like, it's so dumb. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't know if kids did that. Ask your parents if, like, they would go to, like, you know, a White Castle. I don't know what you guys have out there and go dancing, you know? Like, I mean, and maybe in, like, certain areas of the country. Maybe that was the only place to hang out. I don't know. It's so stupid. But here's a cool little trivia about this movie. So, you know who auditioned for the the role of Les Anderson? Because earlier we talked about where people either audition or they didn't get the roles or they were considered and this and that. Ben Affleck actually uh, auditioned for the role of Les Anderson. So, you know, and um, and so did Corey Feldman. But, you know, Corey Haim got the role. So we could this movie could have been completely different if Ben Affleck starred in it. And what's awesome about this is a cool, well, not awesome, but a little cool, like, co- you know, I don't know, not coincidence, but like, you know, the, the sister's boyfriend, the stupid, like, you know, has like the little beret and the little goatee. He looked like a, a hipster of today. He's, <laughs> he, he's actually played by uh, Grant Haslow. Um, he, was in, he was in Congo, but he's actually a big time producer now with Ben Affleck. He's friends with Ben Affleck. That's crazy. So it's kind of like, wow, these, these two guys, were they friends then or not? Because, I mean, they're friends now. Like, last year when Argo won for Best Picture, there was 
there he was. I'm like, hey, that's the guy from Congo. I'm like, he's a producer, but I don't know. Um, Hi, Miss Anderson. Is Natasha home? <laughs> <laughs> another thing. <laughs> another, I mean, I, I, I think I just have a bunch of stupid complaints. Um, because there's another part where they first show up at that little cool, like, at, at um, I think, I can't remember, but it's like a, like a, a movie theater or a club where like he, he bring, he takes Mercedes on a date and the valet guy gets in the car and drives off all fast. Like, yeah, like he, they did that with all the cars. Like how the hell can they pull? I know that's movies again. I mean, hell I'm just bitching and complaining. But if I dropped my car off and I saw the valet drive off all quick with the car, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I would have I gotten them fired. Reserve battery power. <laughs> Uh-oh. What happened? I put on reserve battery power. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, this is funny right here because Renata's trying to rush through her room because she's dying on battery power. And her computer just actually said, your battery is dying or something like that. I hate your battery is now running on reserve power. <laughs> like it does a weird <laughs> like uh hold on. Two seconds. Uh, here we go. Okay, we're good to go everybody. Yay. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So yeah, but that no valet ever does that. I yeah. never met a valet person that's ever done that. Unless you go to a valet shop in Chicago cuz then they'll steal your car and joyride it around. And then you'll get back and, you know, you'll wonder about your father's car. And <laughs> that's a future movie. You probably got, you guys got that reference. Okay. Here's the thing. I was watching the movie, right? Yeah. And for those of you who know this movie, what police officer would find a girl's body in a car and leave? <laughs> what the hell is that? Dude, that cop is stupid. Though They could have drugged her. They're about to go, you know do like some date rape and the cop just said this is your lucky day and takes off he's like hey we gotta go hell no they would have said hey we gotta go you know what you stay here i'll take off we'll call for backup you know someone else i mean they just the, what no officer would open up a trunk see a girl in there and just leave them and then not to add they left a drunk driver right there in the street no cop would leave that like this is so stupid man I don't know. I, but like it, it's like when you think about it, it's like oh my god, it's like oh they're gonna get caught now, and then like all of a sudden, hey, Sergeant, we got a ten eighteen. You just uh, got lucky, pal. And it's like you know, and like oh my god, you know. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, hey, how you doing? What the hell is this? My date. <laughs> <laughs> my god, it it just it's so many like friggin' weird moments but it makes the movie it's it it, it it wouldn't be licensed to drive without license to drive yeah oh wait did you oh by the way uh short fact i mean i mean you probably know this but like when the drunk was in the car and he was saying ah oh, sing it sammy it wasn't sammy davis jr it was frank sinatra so that just proves how drunk he was he didn't know who was singing in the car <laughs> there you go <laughs> little cool trivia um Another thing too about that movie is that they they filmed it, they filmed a scene you know the bridge when the bridge is out and it's like closed I mean I, okay first I don't know why they would uh, they would not close the bridge off instead of like 
waiting to the very end is like bridge closed like what the hell like they would be a sign way before you get on the bridge saying it's closed they wouldn't let you drive all the way to the end and then it says bridge closed like no bridges like that but that bridge they filmed that is a very famous la bridge um i forgot what it was i didn't even write it down but that bridge has been in a lot of movies um commercials music videos it's in, I think it's the 4th Street Bridge, I believe, or the 3rd Street Bridge, or 1st Street Bridge. I think it's the 4th Street Bridge in L.A. They film a lot One, of stuff. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, um, all in all, um, about this movie, my my ultimate, you know, call on this movie is, um, you know, it's a fun movie. I didn't realize, I mean, because I, I hadn't seen it years, you know, and, but when I watched it, I was like, Oh, it's Heather Graham. I didn't realize. And she's God, she looks so young in that movie. I mean, she is. You know, it, there's a it, another thing, too. They curse a lot in this movie. I mean, they say the S word a lot. Like, they do have that F word. They're, they're one F word. But they curse a lot. Like, they say the S word a lot. I, I was shocked about this movie where there's tons of cursing. I was like, damn. I mean, it's rated PG-13. But all in all, you know, the movie, it's a fun movie. It's the typical, you know, uh, crazy night of, like, you know, like, uh, uh, just one bad thing after another. The the whole climactic scene at the end, towards the end, where the mom's, uh, when she's giving birth. Like, it, it, it's awesome. I mean, I know we spoiled a little bit, you know, but not really. I mean, you guys got to check it out. It, you know, uh, the best way I could put it is in Adventures in Babysitting. That's the best way I can put this movie. You know, it's a night where everything's going normal. And next thing you know, one bad thing after another, after another. I mean... It's the it's the typical Hollywood, you know, type of film where it's like, you know, you it's just I mean, it wouldn't be enjoyable if, if the whole night went well, it wouldn't be a movie. If he went out, went on a date, nothing happened, he just like, yeah, and went back home, then it would be a boring movie. So you have to have a bunch of crap go wrong for it to be entertaining. And I, I love it. And then, you know, it's the the dynamic of freaking both Corey's in the movie. It's like what got them to like, you know, uh dream a little dream i know that was another like one of their famous ones that they worked together i mean these two guys like you know it, it, it was a, a fun movie and honestly it's uh it's i don't know it's uh I, I, I was gonna try to think of a rating but maybe we'll think of something later but all in all i say watch it it's on netflix uh that's how i saw it i don't own it renata had it but someone stole it you know so all in all it's um <laughs> License to Drive, so, you know, check it out. Good movie. Very good movie. Yeah. But, um, yeah, do you think it, think we're good? For, are we gonna close it off now? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're actually gonna close it off. Um, should we, next, we're in the month of February, ladies and gentlemen, so it's the, the month of love, man, so, uh. We're actually going to be, uh, next week when we record, we're going to try to be doing uh, a love movie, you know. Um, we're still deciding, but for the next three weeks, we're going to be giving you some, you know, love-related 80s movies. Not necessarily all about love, but, you know, we have some in store for next week. So, uh, I- I'm, I'm just going to tell you now, one of the movies is going to be The Princess Bride. So, for those of you who uh, <laughs> lo- uh, love, I mean, it's a huge movie. Uh, we're going to talk Princess Bride, you know, but today we had to do, you know, License to Drive only because, you know, Renata, she's, uh, she doesn't have a license. It, it got it suspended because she was out, you know, drinking. She got drunk. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm about to say, I was like, my mother and father are listening to this. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. Well, before we go, we got a little segment. Uh, something new we're going to do. I don't have a name for it. All I know is I'm just going to call it for right now Sanchez Records. And, um, or, you know, it just, uh, yeah, well, whatever. 80s, come on. The one thing you could always talk about the 80s is the music of the 80s. You know, I, I love, love 80s music. I have a massive, like, playlist on my iPod. of. I mean, I, I just love the 80s. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to end off the episode right when we're done. Boom. It's going to go right into, like, an 80s song. It's like an 80s song pick of the week, basically. You know, something that's just like, from, from the record player, we're going to play you a song. And originally, I was going to... Because I, I I was going to give you a song, and it's by Gary Newman, but I realized something that, because, you know, when you think of Gary Newman, you think of the, the, the song Cars. And that album was released in 1979, so I was like, what the hell? It's kind of like when they play, you know, uh, Depeche Violator, and even that's, you know, that record was released in 1990, yet people still play it like it was released in, like, the 80s, so... I, I'm not going to, I mean, I, I want to do that, but I don't, you know, I, I was going to, you know, do a song called Metal, but instead, let's go right to the the following year, 1980, I'm going to give you a song, I know I'm probably going to say the band name wrong, because I thought it was one way, but my wife was saying, no, you're saying it wrong, and it's Fade to Grey by Versage, I mean, they're... Holiday, <laughs> <laughs> celebrate... <laughs> Holiday, <laughs> celebrate! Oh my God! Time to come together. It's time to celebrate. That's it. <laughs> that was my mother, ladies and gentlemen, peeking in and wanted to see that little cameo there by by her mom. <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> that's not the song i chose ladies and gentlemen but you know i'm giving you so stick around after the show to listen to faith fade to gray off of the album versage by the band versage so yeah ladies and gentlemen so we're done we've been done talking renata you had a good time yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> i was just hearing about my mother oh, okay. my mother is like laughing hysterically now that she left but yes um well i did have a wonderful time and looks like we have to get back in that delorean now and head back to the future
everyone, Sanch here. Make sure to check out the Brothers Bear Podcast Live, a comedy show where two brothers and their best friend talk about everything from movies, cartoons, video games, comics, TV, music, and everything else entertainment. We are live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, only on RantRadioNetwork.com. I want a Batman suit so bad. Oh, I would just wear it. I know. Uh, you would just come home and I'd be like, how was your day? And then I would, like, hide. And then you'd be like, where'd you go? I'd be like, I'm over here now. <laughs> you'd be like, Eric, I swear to God, it's time to make like, dinner. Stop like, it. Would, would you go to the fridge and just get me the ground beef? And then I would be at the fridge. And uh, <laughs> where is it? <laughs> it's on the bottom shelf. Where is it? <laughs> and then I would hand it to you. And then you would say, wait. I didn't say thank you. And then I would, I would say, never have to. <laughs> oh, God. And then I would dip down below the counter and uh, <laughs> walk away on all fours so it looked like I just disappeared. The fact and that your then, brain has planned this all out. And then when, oh my God. at night when you came into the bedroom and I just had the cape on. <laughs> it took you so long. <laughs> and then you would laugh and I would be ashamed. <laughs> and then I would spend the night in the bathtub. <laughs> I told you how much I hate Ben Affleck. Yes, <laughs> Talking rubbish with Eric and Stacy. Check us out at ericandstacyradio.com, Stitcher, and iTunes. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.